Hello and welcome to Out and Back Travel. This is the podcast for advice and inspiration to help plan those theme park trips to attractions all around the world. My name is Stu and I'm trying really hard not to book Orlando. This is my therapy. Thank you guys. <laughs> my name's Matt and I've been trying to stop Stu from booking Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing very well to keep me fiscally responsible. <laughs> the uh, mortgage company will be happy with your work, Matt. Thank you. And yeah, this yeah. week... We are joined by a very special guest, co-creator of Towers Times and my Ryanair Plus One for the past 22 years, Mr. JB. How you doing? I'm all right, yeah. I feel like I'm the opposite of that. I'm the one at the end of the phone going, you need to book on Ando. Yes, yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay then, uh, so this week Jay is on because we're talking all things Orlando and exactly 12 months ago I took Jay to Orlando for the first time after a, a good 20 odd years of trying um, I finally broke him. <laughs> Literally broke me. I came back so depressed I then booked for another trip in September. <laughs> yeah. You remember why you booked to go back in September in particular? Uh, I think there's just a very small event on called, uh, is it Halloween Horror Nights? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is, but that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking you wanted to wear tank tops and the silver tinfoil shorts you bought. I thought that was the reason you picked to go back. Well, that was the other reason, but I was wearing <laughs> tank tops in January over there anyway. <laughs> Orlando, a place where tank tops as a dress code is acceptable. So. <laughs> I, I very much felt at home there, yeah. So thanks for coming on, Jay. And Jay's going back to Orlando this year, at least one more time, probably more before the, the end of the year uh, gets through. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. And Matt's a virgin, and he's also never been to Orlando. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for that in that. true. So, so I've got loads of questions. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Well, how have you ever it, heard the birds it, and the bees? How, how does it all work? Wow. <laughs> and what's the best ride? <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. Um, anywho, <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> we make this podcast for you. So if you have any questions about planning theme park trips, do get involved on our socials. You can find us out and back travel on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just pop a little message in the comments and we'll help you out. We also do little polls and questions on Instagram, so it's the easiest way to get involved in the show. Get involved, guys. Get involved like your experience guides gets involved with copying logos. No comments. No comments. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's going to kick off. <laughs> it is. More Twitter hate. <laughs> So this week we're talking about kind of getting to Orlando. Um, it's actually a really good time of year to book Orlando because a lot of the airlines and hotels are having like a January sale and it is actually a genuine sale where there is discounts and bargains to be had. When you're booking a, a trip to Orlando, the flights part only goes on sale 11 months ahead. So right now we're in January, so we can only book flights at the end of November. So if you wanted to go on holiday in December, it's worth waiting another month for that kind of 11 month period to like tick over into the next phase if that makes sense so you can book um holidays if you wanted to for 2024 2025 with travel agents or TUI do kind of um, packages quite way out in in advance but essentially you're always going to pay more money um, because they're essentially estimating the flight price they don't know the flight price yet so they will obviously over inflate it 
um, to obviously make sure that they don't lose money. So um, it's never worth booking more than 11 months in advance. That's my first tip. This episode might be educational. Oh my goodness. It's the danger, isn't it? <laughs> so um, obviously coming from the UK, apologies to anyone that's not in the UK, but hopefully some of this advice would be transferable. But we've got four choices of airlines to get to Orlando directly. So that is British Airways, uh, Virgin Atlantic and TUI and also Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus is the part of the same group as British Airways. So in general, their kind of advice falls together because they operate in similar ways. Um, the Aer Lingus flight is from Manchester direct to Orlando. Um, and we did this last year, didn't we, Jay? Yeah, we did. Well, we did half of it with Aer Lingus. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> there was some, uh, <laughs> something, uh, I don't know what, what, what was happening in, around the 12 months ago. I can't remember. Was, I can't quite remember, but the whole of the some kind of flu disappeared. Yeah, I think they just sort of wanted a day off or something. So we went one way of Air and came back with BA. <laughs> we had to yeah. stow away on a, a, a flight um, coming back <laughs> to get home. Yeah, we were literally used as like the spare jigsaw piece, like puzzle pieces in that plane. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can just, anywhere there's a seat, just jump in. It's like, okay. <laughs> so it's obviously nice to go from Manchester if you live in the north of the UK. It's a really kind of, great airport to fly from the Aer Lingus service is interesting they've got brand new planes so that's kind of nice but it's more of a, a less of a frills and bells and whistle service than what BA do so um, you're supposed to get um, drinks but we've got one <laughs> we were very thirsty <laughs> yeah I kind of wish we knew beforehand that mm. we should have treated it more like a Ryanair flight is probably the closest comparison um you're either going to pay an extortionate amount for something or just take it yourself is probably the best advice. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, once you're through um, security in the airport, definitely stock up at WH Smith's and all the um, like drinks and snacks and stuff. I'm glad we did actually buy big bottles of water. Otherwise, we definitely would have been like like completely shriveled up by the time we actually landed in Orlando. <laughs> it was a really uh, <laughs> thirsty flight. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely agree. So if you're looking to book a package holiday, I wouldn't recommend selecting the Aer Lingus flight, even through the British Airways website. You can put the Aer Lingus flights in from Manchester, but they never work out. It's always a bit more expensive. It's cheaper to do that separately. So if you're buying your flight and your hotels separately, Aer Lingus can be a good airline to look at because they do do some good sales and their sales actually do come on at various points throughout the years. And they, they generally kind of fly for about four to five hundred pounds. It's, it's not too bad. You might even go down to three hundred pounds, um, but that will not include luggage. So you've got to remember your luggage, if you want to check a, a bag into the hold, is going to be an extra 80 to 100 pounds. Um, otherwise, you're taking a handbag. Again, it goes back to it's almost like a Ryanair service. Anything else to add on Air Lingus, Jay? Uh, don't fire with that. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> Yeah, just triple check. You've definitely got your uh, travel insurance in place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make sure you get home. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. get any get any money back from from the whole kind of fiasco of having to move airlines and stuff? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> to be fair, that was down to Stu and his partner. They, they, they literally. It took them months to get anything back from them. It took like a fair of a follow up. I'm sure she'll was, go into that. 
it was just about um, September time we got it back, didn't we? Because it was just before you went to Orlando. Because it was a nice bit of spending money for yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if you are delayed by three hours or more upon your arrival, so I've just been caught out by this because we were we left Orlando late um, on our September trip. So we were kind of in the ballpark of maybe being able to claim some compensation, but because the pilot had done some jiggery pokery over the ocean. Um, we landed with three minutes to spare before that three hour window kicked in. Nice. So we were got a bonus. entitled to anything. <laughs> I think he did. I got nothing. <laughs> I can't find the name of it, but it's just as, yeah, it's you, you, what you write, said was right, Jay. It's um, if your flight is delayed by more than three hours, it depends on how far the, the flight is. And it's a flight that's essentially um, leaving from or coming to the EU or the UK as part of that as well, um, you're entitled to compensation. So because our flight was cancelled, we're entitled to the full whack of comp- compensation, which at the time was £520. So we actually paid about £360, I think, because we, we did get some really good value fares, and then we checked one bag between the, f- the three of us that went out and split the cost. So I think it worked out somewhere around 360 ish um, for the flight, I can't remember, Jay, can you remember? Yeah, that, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so and then so we got more money back than we actually spent. <laughs> so it's a lovely scheme. <laughs> mm. So I was just going to ask, so when they, when you then had to get the, the other flight with, with Aer Lingus, was it, did they arrange all of that or did you have to put up any cost up front? Or? <laughs> yeah, it was a complete um, nightmare, really. Um, they essentially... So obviously it was during COVID times, they didn't have enough staff to kind of basically take the flight home. They were, basically all the staff had COVID, so that's why- Did you have to fly, fly it? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. We've got some, my, I just had to run up and like pull the breeze block from under the wheel so it'd start rolling <laughs> and then jump back on before it rolled too far. And then, yeah, they talked us free on the air traffic control. What levers to pull? No, um, no, we, God, story time. We started out, we got a text in the morning saying that the flight had been delayed, which was great because we hadn't left the hotel at that point. We were staying at Universal. We had a limited express pass. Thank you very much. So we had lovely, um, we left our luggage with the hotel kind of luggage people and we went on park and had a lovely day knowing we could have a few extra hours because we didn't have to get to the airport as early as we thought. We got to the airport for our new flight time, um, checked in, went through security, got to the gate, and then they announced, hey, your flight's been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst I'm trying to scoff a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jay bought a hot dog, and then we went to the gate. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cancelled. So we had to go all the way back um, like through security to get out and... They gave us like a kind of A4 sheet of paper with a telephone number on. So it was basically, so your flight's been cancelled. <laughs> Here's an A4 <laughs> piece of paper with a number to call in Ireland. Um, and yeah, they, we just had to stay on hold. We went back to kind of like the desk where people check in. And again, the airport staff were doing their best to avoid <laughs> helping anyone. There were a couple <laughs> of staff who were out trying to help people. Um, but it seems like the people from the flight were all getting different answers. So some people were sent off in a taxi to go and stay in a hotel and their flight was going to be another day. And um, some people put on the Virgin Atlantic flight, which is interesting because they asked different companies, but that's what they were done. And uh, we were lucky They someone uh, on the phone said, yeah, you can go on the um, British Airways flight to Heathrow and then we'll do a, a transfer flight up to Manchester. So 
um yeah that's what we did so we literally got to the desk it was closing so we're like no it's not closing they told us to come to the desk it was uh, one of those frantic kind of um last minute kind of uh things yeah we got to the desk and then had to go back through security again and get on the plane as it pretty much was leaving and pretty unpleasant to be honest good so that's when things go wrong but don't worry it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the other airlines you can use, you've obviously got British Airways, um, Virgin Atlantic and TUI. Have I talked about these? I can't remember. Uh, no, we've mainly talked uh, about Aer Lingus. We have. The, the Ryanair yeah. of the uh, international <laughs> flights. Yeah. <laughs> so at present then, and this has been the case really for the past um, three to five years really, so even before um, COVID times and the disruption that caused, but British Airways seem to be the cheapest especially if you're looking to do a flight and hotel deal. Virgin Atlantic sometimes can be cheap if they're doing a sale. Um, it can come cheaper. When Virgin do a sale, they literally have like a limited number of um, rooms allocated and seats on the plane allocated. So as soon as they go, the sale price at the bottom then kind of goes up a little bit because that cheap fare has gone and then it goes up again and up again. So with a Virgin sale, you have to act quickly, otherwise you will kind of miss those initial deals. Where the British Airways sale is just it's the flat price it is until the end of the sale period so and um, that's the kind of difference between the two sales but with Virgin you can fly from different places so they go from Belfast and Manchester which is pretty handy because they've obviously got some more kind of regional airports available. TUI have loads of regional airports and they don't actually fly to Orlando they fly to Melbourne which is not um, Australia, Melbourne, it's Orlando, it's uh, Florida, Melbourne, <laughs> which is on the East Coast, near just not too far from the Kennedy Space Centre, actually. So then to get from Melbourne to Orlando, it's over an hour, an hour and 10 minute drive. Um, so realistically, you have to buy a package with TUI to get out of the airport, <laughs> unless you're hiring a car, because obviously the it's, it's only TUI that's flying there. It's quite a small airport, which is also nice if you're going with TUI that it's such a small airport and it's just you using it, which is can be an advantage. Um, but if you're trying to get their flight only, it's just not going to work. You're going to spend probably 130, 150 quid on a taxi to get yourself or even a, a shuttle transfer. I've, I've tried a couple of times to get a quote for a, a shuttle to come pick us up. And again, it's like 150, 200 quid. It's absolutely crazy prices. But if you book a package, they include a bus transfer, which is included. So um, book a package if you're flying with TUI. Don't, don't do flight only because you'll be stuck. Or um, again, you'll have to pay that quite ex extortionate fee to kind of do the transfer, which then you may as well have paid to fly to Orlando with Virgin or British Airways. If that makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but TUI are really good for last minute package deals. So if you buy an advance, you're probably going to pay more. If you kind of know when you're going to go and you can hold your nerve not to book anything. They do do good deals about kind of five to six weeks out. That's when you want to kind of book it. So um, last year we saw them do packages to Universal to Endless Summer. I think it was £530. And again, Disney Art of Animation was £700. Those prices are absolutely unheard of. So mm. they have been doing some great deals. And again, if you wanted to stay off site in a like a Rosen Inn, you could get it for like 400 quid absolutely bananas to get and you wouldn't normally pay more than that for the flight well so yeah ba book like between kind of november and january virgin look out for the sound but quickly tui more kind of last minute to get the best deals that's how you kind of 
that's a kind of when to book kind of guide, I guess, in a nutshell. Yeah, you've kind of already mentioned it, but definitely uh, BA at the moment, their sales really good. We we are bringing a friend of us in September and they've spoken to travel agents and they can't even touch anywhere near what BA is offering at the moment. Um, but yeah, generally just Black Friday, obviously around this time of year, best time to look. Definitely, I completely agree. Um, we had actually had a listener um, get in touch with us, Mark, he was looking for some help on um the, he was trying to get to orlando in may and the best um the cheapest way to do it and again we look for all the options again it's always worth having a look at the options it takes an extra kind of couple of minutes to click on the version of two e-sites you never know there might be a, there might be a deal um so don't default to oh ba's are cheapest always go with them because sometimes other ones do come out with a slightly better deal so it's worth having that shop around um i should say as well two e if you use the two e app there's often a code for extra money off, which can be really kind of helpful as well. So if you buy it through the app, you probably save another kind of 50 quid or so as well. Um, but Mark got in touch and we were looking in May. So we managed to bag the Ramada International Drive for a really good price. And we used the British Airways Holiday Finder, which is the best tool on, in the world ever. If you're looking for a, a package holiday. Uh, Jay, you're a friend of the BA Holiday Finder. Jeff. Absolutely love that holiday finder. And it was yourself that introduced that to my kind of knowledge um, about this time last year. It's a, it's great. You just go on, type in where you want. And then the fact it gives you the calendar view is amazing. It'll show out like the cheapest options. And off the back of that, for this trip, we were originally going to book in for Aventura for seven nights. Nice. Um, but, but then we kind of spotted that endless summer for pretty much the same price. We could do 11 nights, still with BA, still with all the perks, and it just made more sense to go and do that. But we wouldn't have found that as easily as we did without that holiday finder. Essentially, on the British Airways website, you're looking for a tab called Discover, and in that tab you have Holiday Finder. Um, if you click on Holiday Finder, it's then uh, it will show you all the holidays they have. So it's, there's an option called apply filters. If you click apply filters, you can then basically select how many nights you want to go for, um, the time of year you want to go. Um, and again, then you can select the destination. So you can like filter it down to North America, Florida, Orlando, and then it will show all the kind of prices for Orlando. And it does it in price lowest to highest. Um, so again, it's a good kind of gauge. There's some limitations of it. It only does it for two people. And it only does it from the London airports, but it's a really good gauge for um, sensing where the kind of deals are. So, for example, uh, we'll be doing Trip It or Skip It later and we're looking at a Universal Express Pass Hotel. So I was trying to find the cheapest I could get an Express Pass level hotel, their premier hotels. And again, I used the holiday kind of finder. So it's the 17th of January, which is next Tuesday, is the cheapest date to go. Um, are we off? <laughs> 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 my bag's packed <laughs> yeah. so um it's the cheapest day and the hotel is essentially it's 500 pounds more expensive for any other week um any other date in in january select so if you were doing three people in a room you'd know if i basically search from the 17th of january for three people i'm going to get the cheapest price for an express pass hotel and that's kind of how you use the holiday finder to basically give you a guide of like when to search um, for your own kind of customization of the holiday, if that makes sense. 
I'll talk about the Google Flight tool. I've never used this to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's new to me as well. So essentially, if you're looking, basically, is your flight a good deal? I always use Skyscanner. That's my go-to for searching for flights. Yeah. Um, what about you, Matt? Do you use... Uh, to, to be honest, I just message you. Oh. <laughs> that's, also, <laughs> that's also an option. I kind of like a skyscraper. Okay. I've got, I've got no need to do my own research. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you can message me as well. Just again, get involved through the socials. Happy to help. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What do you use? I equally also use you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I always check on Skyscanner just because it has that like little graph where you can kind of see um, roughly where you want to be looking for those deals. Yeah, uh, definitely. Again, with Skyscanner, you can search by month and it will show you the, again, it, and the, it shows you a calendar view of the cheapest kind of days to fly. And again, though, with Skyscanner, it's going to show you a price that doesn't include checked luggage. So you have to remember it's probably 80 to 100 quid to add that on. Um, if, you, if you're going somewhere long haul and you're going to need to take a bag, worth bearing in mind that first price you see, it's exciting, but it might not be the final price. And obviously these days as well, airlines like to charge you to sit together or select your seat. So it's always worth kind of bearing in mind you probably have to pay extra money to sit together as well. Oh, it's super fun, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. But a Google price tool essentially is if you know the, when you know the kind of, if you have exact dates you want to fly, you've seen an advertised um, flight sale price to work out if it's a good deal, put the dates of your flight into Google uh, flight search. And then essentially, if you like select the little kind of price bar underneath it, that will show you again, the trend of that um, flight price. Like, is was it really the price they advertise that they've slashed it from? Um, or is it the price you're actually paying, essentially? So it will show you what the genuine price of those flights have been. So it's quite useful to know, is this a good price to pay for a flight? So in this case, is this a good price to pay for a flight to Orlando uh, in June or in, in May? It will kind of show you that information. So that's what Google Flight Tool is useful for. So um, I guess when we land in Orlando, we've got to think about getting around. I'm a big advocate for not having a car in Orlando and not uh, taking the rental car. This can, this is a, a topic that divides people on Orlando. And I know a lot of people do Orlando and love taking a, a big car to their villa and that's the way they do it. And if that's what makes you happy, fair play to you. <laughs> but I just kind of feel Orlando is, is obviously created for tourists. Um, it's really, really easy to get around. And like most of America, I'd definitely be driving a car if I was going to Cedar Point or something. But um, And I obviously, I do love doing my American road trips. Um, so I'm not adverse to hiring rental cars at all. Um, I just think in this situation, Orlando, it's a lot easier to just not have the car. Everything's laid on for you, you know. It's so easy to get around. How did you find it, Jay? Yeah, pretty pretty simple, to be honest. As someone who, my first time there in January was with yourself and your partner. Um it was just the tools in your pocket, like Lyft and Uber, were, it was just there. It was so easy. And then again, in September, I was a little bit hesitant because the area was a lot busier with Halloween Horror Nights being on. But again, it was just like we didn't wait more than five minutes for a Lyft pretty much anywhere. Um, so it was, it was just really useful, yeah. If you were to take a car, 
what are, what are the parking charges like with that far outweigh your taxi charges, for example? Well, obviously, hot off the press, Disney have just announced that they've cancelled parking charges for their hotel guests, which is great news. Um, but if you were not staying at Disney to park at Disney or Universal, um, it's about kind of really 25 to $30, and that's for standard parking. Obviously, they do all kinds of deluxe and super fancy options. Quite often, you can get free parking with the SeaWorld parks for the UK tickets. They kind of like to bundle that in as a, a special deal for UK slash European kind of ticket bundles. Also, some of the roads in Orlando are toll roads, especially one of the roads coming out of the airport is actually a toll road. So it catches a lot of tourists out because they accidentally drive onto it and then that that's it, you're fucked, just you're on the toll road. So um, essentially you can then get fined if you don't have the special um, little tag to pay the toll. Obviously you have to have a transponder tag in the on the windscreen of the car. So if you've not got that set up, it will um, obviously send a bill to the car owner, which would be the rental car company, who will charge you a lovely processing fee for the privilege of doing that, as, as well as the, the kind of fee. So it's it can be quite expensive. So I just kind of feel with the costs and the, the extra stress of driving, I mean, it is a stressful thing to driving in another country where you're not familiar with the, how the roads work and driving on the different side of the car. And Orlando is so easy to get around. Please, please save yourself the stress and the cost leave the car at the airport with a rental car company and take a lift or an Uber. That's it's definitely the way forward. I think just bear in mind, you know, one of the executes for like a Halloween horror night kind of maze is probably the same length as walking from Universal to the other end of International <laughs> Drive. Anyway, <laughs> it, everything definitely. is so close, really. It's just, you kind of just get into that mindset of like Lyft or Uber because it's just convenient and it's a... Like, generally you're only in it for about five minutes and you've gone like two blocks up the road but you just use it because it's there it's, it's really super easy i mean the lifts come within like five minutes so it's kind of it makes it flexible and um, that right i'm ready to get to the park now I, I know it's only gonna take five minutes for the lift to appear so it's really really kind of convenient there's also um, other transport ways you can get around without hiring a car so the iRide trolley is a little tourist trolley service that basically travels up international drive really clear kind of markings of where the stops are and how to use it super simple you can even buy like weekly um fortnightly passes for it so you don't have to worry about having the right change every time you get on it um obviously bush gardens do a free bus service from orlando area to bush gardens as long as you have a valid ticket you can use that bus is it super ideal to be taking a bus no but it's only an hour really so it, it's worth it again just to not have the hassle of having to drive pay for gas, pay for tolls, pay for parking. When you get there, you know, it's let someone else do the drive, sit back, relax, have a beer then because, you know, you, you're not driving. <laughs> you need some alcohol to get through Bush Gardens operations. So. You need some alcohol for that shuttle bus, never mind, Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, and yes, obviously your hotels might have free transport as well. A lot of the hotels do like a free bus transfer to either Universal or Disney, depending on who they've got the agreement with. Um, so a lot of the times you can, it's quite useful to kind of use those shuttles. It's one of those things where until you check in, you won't know the times. So it's hard for people that are planning. But again, even if you're using it one way, it saves you like that Lyft or Uber kind of fair one way at least. Awesome. Any more kind of tips on Lyft or Uber, Jay? Um, not off the top of my head. Just, you know, make sure you get the crazy cat lady or the one with the fridge in the front or... Well, basically, all the Lyft drivers are a bit of a character. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are. 
I think that's a good um, kind of tip, really, that um, essentially with um, kind of Lyft and Uber and stuff, overtaking a, a traditional taxi or a cab, is obviously the payment is done through the app. You don't have to worry about having cash on you or the right kind of cash will change. And also the tipping is done through the app as well. Obviously, you do have to tip because it's it's America. So it's just a bit easier that you're not having to hand over tips. There's definitely stories because it is a tourist area and obviously lots of tourists attract the scammers and the people that are, are less than savory. I have heard stories of like cab drivers not letting people out because they hadn't tipped enough and that kind of stuff. So again, it's just, it just removes any kind of awkwardness really that it's all done through the app. So I'm completely um, sold on, on Uber and Lyft. And also the Uber and Lyft, you know, they're going to take you the right, most efficient way. They're not going to do the old cab trick of driving you around the, the long way to kind of like make the journey cost more. Oh, that raises a point. Um, so that happened to us. The Lyft driver decided to take a bit of a detour. And in the app, you can select the route, similar to like Uber over here. And we just questioned it and we got a full refund. Oh, wow. That's cool. So we thought about, um, obviously, if you go into Orlando, what are the essentials to pack? So I asked this question on the socials. Adam and Craig do stuff, uh, got in touch on Instagram and said sunscreen. So Definitely massively definitely do it uh this this forehead well there's pictures online i'm sure she'll probably pop up because he loves me this this is this has had many a suntan uh sunburn and the lot make sure you slap that on as much as possible yeah i mean if you haven't as soon as you leave the your hotel room you're going to be burned in about 30 seconds especially a very hot climate which uh, yeah. makes it lovely to vacation there, but definitely use protection because the sun and the UV is not messing around. Really not. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pack anything else, Jay, to make your days out and about in Orlando more comfortable? Yeah, so just going back to obviously, I know we've talked about Uber and Lyft, but they're obviously through your mobile phone. But actually pretty much everything over there for me was through my phone. So like, I was using Apple Pay everywhere, using Uber, Lyft. And obviously the actual theme park tickets and um, our express passes even were on our mobile phone app. So something that was really important for us was like uh, power banks. Um, yeah, and... definitely. You, you can obviously rent the fuel rods in the parks, but I just think it's a, it's a bit of an interesting way of doing it. Um, I think it's a bit better to kind of like buy a really like decent quality one at home and take it with you because you want it to be able to handle essentially being bumped about in the bag Um Obviously, it kind of dealing with the humidity and the, the kind of hot temperatures you're in. Uh, obviously, mine's got um, two outlets, so both me and my partner can charge our phones at the same time, which we found quite practical because obviously when you stop together to sit down and have a drink, it's like it's a bit awkward if any one of you can charge and everyone's like resenting the other one because they're getting the charge. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, we have a double one. <laughs> <laughs> No questions. <laughs> God, that's me getting a divorce. <laughs> um, I think as well, like if you're kind of thinking about being comfortable out and about in the parks, I'd always suggest like really kind of breaking in your shoes and having really good, comfortable shoes because you we've spoken about it earlier, but you're going to do so much walking in these parks. These parks are massive, um, and you're going to cover a lot of steps. So like really kind of, you don't want kind of new shoes that are going to give you blisters or anything like that. So get some really comfortable kind of shoes and really kind of wear them in. Um, so you're not going to kind of have any problems really when you're out there, because obviously the last, last thing you want to do is to create injuries that can then hamper your experience. 
just on top of that one as well, um, obviously with Universal, you've got like Pluto's and um, Bill Drafters. Like, it was you that mentioned, like, oh, you need to get some wet shoes. Mm-hmm. I was just like, before I went, I was like, nah, I'll be fine. Luckily, I packed some because, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give the game away, but you get slightly just, just a little bit wet. <laughs> just slightly wet. I think it's the same as like Valhalla. I don't know how you get that wet. It seems impossible. <laughs> I think if I jumped in the sea with my clothes on, I'd be somehow drier than I would be. Drier than rapids. It's absolutely crazy the amount of water. But of course, you have to wear your shoes. So it's obviously good to kind of have like some water shoes and just change them. So again, socks off, water shoes on, on the water rides. And then back in the bag afterwards. Yeah. So um, again, you then not for the sake around of a dumps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they're about a ten pounds. So for the sake of not walking around for the rest of the day in damp shoes, it really kind of um, saves a day. But obviously, that's extra things to pack. So it's that balance of um, not like taking it so much in your backpack that you're going to be like a Sherpa or need a Sherpa to carry <laughs> around the park because you are going to have it on your back all day. So it's um, important to get the balance of packing enough and not enough and obviously as well foldable kind of like pull out kind of rain mac really good because obviously florida lots of hurricane showery weather and then two seconds later it'll be dry so like a good mac you can fold away rather than buying the ponchos if you buy the water ride ponchos you're going to be absolutely price gouged in um yeah. in a florida theme park of course so and of course as soon as you put it on it'll rip <laughs> so as these ponchos do so yeah definitely get a um a good kind of uh, reusable um, packaway mac. What do you call them? Mac. Pack a mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're called. <laughs> I, I literally, I can well, I can see the toggle on mine. It's just at the end of my sofa, but I can't quite read it. <laughs> I think I've only like actually opened mine twice. <laughs> oh, I've used mine so much; it's become like invaluable. Especially in September, we hit like a massive hurricane while we were at fun spot and. If it wasn't for that pack of market, I, I would have been see-through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the weather can turn pretty quickly. So that's why it's good to have like the fold-out kind of coat with you. Then you're not kind of got the, the thing again, that that kind of you're not carrying like a giant coat with you everywhere. It's it's quite convenient that it squishes down into like a little pouch and toggles up. So it's good for kind of storage. Um, I think the other thing to pack is an extension cable for the hotel room, especially if, if there's like two, three, four of you in the room, there could be a lot of devices. Um, so definitely um, pack an extension lead. It's a, a kind of like nifty way of uh, getting some extra outlets in the room. I suppose then you've only got the, um, you've only got the one travel adapter to worry about as well then, haven't you? That's exactly it, yeah. So you don't have to kind of take a million travel adapters. Obviously, um, it's a, again, it's just a more efficient way of kind of packing luggage. Um, I think as well, Jay, you were kind of saying earlier when we were talking about this, just like taking your time is really important as well. Yeah, um, it's just kind of like soak it in. There's so much to see, especially at like obviously Disney, but Universal is where I can use as a reference point. It's like even in the queue lines and just like the general areas, there's like little hidden gems everywhere. And that's a really nice thing about those parks is like even just on a normal boring pathway to the toilet, even there'll be something there just to catch your attention. And it's like, it's usually Stu or Bush, but. Uh, <laughs> Not since the restraining know, orders. <laughs> yeah. 
well, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is really like take your time, take it all in and make sure you're not rushing around too much as I... Um, yeah, we were talking earlier about people who really like to hammer down a plan. So Universal especially, you can kind of go a bit more free flow with it, just kind of keep checking the app, see where's like busy, kind of avoid those areas, go and check out the quiet a bit. But generally it's like, just enjoy it, basically is like what I'd say. So this week's trip at or Skip It, uh, we're looking at a balling option. Like how can you get the Universal Premier Level Hotel for spending as little money as possible? So Universal Orlando Resort has three Premier Level Hotels, which is how they refer to them. This is the Royal Pacific Hotel, Hard Rock Hotel and Portofino Bay. <laughs> if you stay at any of those three hotels, you get unlimited Universal Express Pass access to all the attractions that have Express Pass for the duration of your stay. So that means on the day you check in, you get Express Pass even before your room is ready. In the afternoon, you can go there in the morning, get your room card and go onto the park for the day and use the Express Pass. And again, when you've checked out, you get to keep your room key and you can still go into the park and use your Express Pass access for the rest of that day. Nice. So this is a flight with British Airways. It's going on the 17th of January and returning on the 24th of January. I'd actually did this separately. and um, You can save an extra 40 quid. So the package version comes at £1,706. And the unpackaged version where you buy your flight and hotel uh, separately comes out at £1,666. So exactly 40 quid cheaper. So I've also included uh, a ticket for Universal's free park Explorer ticket and the SeaWorld and Busch Garden free parks for the price of two ticket. Because again, for a week, that would be plenty of entertainment. It's essentially all the major non-Disney parks, because obviously doing Disney would add a, another chunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trip it. Trip it. Or skip it. Trip sorry. it. Trip it. Trip it. Trip it, trip it. Where's my card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think you need the fast pass in January? Um, no, but it's just a perk, isn't it? Like that price for Royal Pacific anyway is a pretty decent price. So the fact that fast pass is like, you're looking at like $120 a day on top of any normal ticket. You might as well take it whilst the price is good. What do you think, Matt? Trip it or skip it? Hmm. It's it's tough for me because I haven't got anything to compare it to as of yet as a as a Orlando Virgin, um, but based on the fact if it if it was your your first trip too and you've got the money I think it would be it'd be a nice thing to kind of go all out by the express pass and make sure that you're not going to miss anything on that first trip. So I would trip this as well. Uh, obviously, Lowe's Royal Pacific Resort is an absolutely stunning hotel. I've got absolutely no doubt it would be amazing to stay there, having stayed at Lowe's Portofino Bay myself. I'm sure it's an absolutely amazing place to stay. However, you know the internet. There's always somebody that wants to moan. We've dredged the depths of those low one-star reviews to get our favourite funny, angry comments, and we put them together in a fan poem, which we are calling... You've got Express Pass. What more do you want? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I was I also going to suggest um, bed bugs and boat, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will rate this hotel a one star simply because zero doesn't exist. If you want to stay someplace that sucks the joy from everything, 
as a charge for every conceivable amenity and rooms you in coffin-sized accommodations, this is it. The hotel smelled like an old Las Vegas casino. My room smelled a little musty. Boat police, that is the security, was a bit ridiculous. Overpriced, poor service and found a bed bug terrible for a premier level resort. There is absolutely no privacy in the bathroom. Door rolls shut and you can't lock and it's glass of a light smoky tint. You can see everything a person is doing inside and out. If you're on the toilet, you can see that. They charge me for the bottled water that I never consumed. Ha ha. The fragrance used throughout the facility is nauseating. I actually didn't stay there. I had to make a delivery. While I was there, I had to use the restroom, so I was forced to park my vehicle. Between that and the walk to the hotel, about 20 minutes. When I left, I was charged $10 for 20 minutes. I don't know what the rooms are like, but if it's anything like you treat hardworking Americans, then I'd rather stay in a tent. This hotel would have received a five-star rating. Unfortunately, their security team ruined it. Sure, I made a mistake and had to come back to retrieve my firearm that I left locked in the safe. But security stole my 16 rounds of ammunition and claimed that's the way it was found. Sorry, you returned it to me unholstered. Magazine out the weapon, a missing 16 rounds of hollow point 9mm. Thanks for stealing from me, great security team. Well, thanks for joining us, Jay. It's been great to have you on this week. Yeah, it's been nice. Go. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all right. And me and Matt will now go back and record the bits we missed. <laughs> <laughs> we both are. All right, then. And uh, I guess, you know, we might do it all again next week. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. Thanks See for having enough work. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you, Matt. Obviously, Jay's had to go, but me and Matt are still here. <laughs> Thank you for, for coming on this week. Um, did it help to have an Orlando expert here? Uh, yeah, it was pretty useful, and it just makes me more excited for my uh, first trip, whenever that may be, whenever the credit card allows. <laughs> Hopefully, twenty twenty three. Was that was that helpful? Did as a kind of first time Orlando visitor? Yeah, I would say so. I think there's some. Um, good things that I certainly hadn't considered. Um, I think because the whole idea of going is so exciting that, you know, things like the water shoes, you know, <laughs> whether whether or not you need to think about renting a car and what the what the differences with that are. Um, and other ones, the, the airport with the um, going to the Melbourne airport, I just wouldn't have considered the fact that it'd take an hour. I'd just see a cheap price and book it. So yeah very yeah. useful thank you for joining us this week if you have enjoyed the show please drop it a like or leave it a review or rating and again let us know in the comments do you have any of your own advice or tips for Orlando you'd like to share with the rest of the audience please do get involved and remember guys until next time stay safe on the way out and back yeah cheers Matt <laughs> no problem <laughs>